0: Hi, thanks for joining us for this segment of For Men Only. It's my privilege to be sharing with you today. I'm Dr. Adam Bureau, and I'm part of the pastoral staff at Faith Alive Family Church, also the dean of Faith Alive Bible College. And Pastor Brent asked me to share on something that speaks particularly to men's lives, their hearts, their situations. And as I prayed about this, A word just dropped into my heart that I had not really even considered when he mentioned the topic, and that is anger. And I don't know about you, but in the midst of all of this COVID stuff that's been going on, and the many, many changes that we're experiencing, whether that's in your home, or as you go out into the world to do business, or in your workplace— Um, All of these changes, of course, bring with them a certain level of stress, a certain level of uncertainty, right? Social media is rife with just speculation and people all over the map about what we're supposed to think, about what's going on right now. And if we allow those things to work on our hearts and our minds, uh, and we don't deal with them, quite often these things begin to manifest in our lives in ways that we don't want them to. And and if you're watching this and you say, you know what, I found that I've been more angry in the last months than I maybe, I never would have considered myself an angry person, an irritable person. But as time progresses, I'm having a harder time keeping my cool and just, you know, being the cheerful person, the, the level-headed person that I've always been, I would have to say you're probably not alone. We know that domestic uh, violence and abuse is on the rise, and we sure hope that's not you, but you know, it just shows us that's maybe an extreme symptom, but all of us are reacting to the situation in different ways. And as guys, we often default to anger and I, I never really thought about this. I was reading, you know, different experts um, on, on emotions and things like this, things we don't usually like to dress uh, address as guys, and they say that anger is actually a secondary sort of an emotion. There's usually something else going on underneath that anger then is covering, it's masking, It's it's... You know, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's our sense of we're losing control, we respond out of anger. We know sometimes that in the same way that ladies will respond crying and sad, and and men, we don't get tearful and sad. Usually, we'll respond with an outburst. We'll respond with harsh words. We're, we get our caller up, and we just want to respond out of anger. Why? We need to recognize that anger can obviously be a manifestation of our flesh. We begin to lose control. Our fears rise. Our, Our ability to deal with life is we start to lose sight of of how we're supposed to be dealing with life and we simply begin responding. And it's often because we don't want to admit that we're afraid. We don't want to look like we're out of control. We don't want to recognize that maybe all of this has got us down and actually feeling sad on the inside. It's a lot more manly to just get angry. It's a lot more... uh, masculine to just lash out. Why? Because it asserts our sense of strength and control, and it kind of puts everybody else back in their place, we hope, uh, when we just lash out in an irrational sort of way like that. And You know, maybe you say that's not me. I sure hope it's not. But I know for myself, I've been finding that tendency wanting to manifest itself in my life. And so I think if I'm struggling to a certain level with that, there's sure other guys out there who are doing this as well. So, of course, what do I do? I I do what I always do. I get into the Word of God and I started to look at what does the Bible have to say about anger? It's great to know what psychologists and therapists out there have to say about the emotional side of anger, but what does the Word of God have to say about this? And it's, it's a big topic, like everything in the Word of God, I would say. And the Bible talks about all sorts of different people And their anger and the results of their anger. But I want to get something across to you first and foremost, and that's from Exodus chapter 34. This is when God reveals himself to Moses, his character, his nature. He says, I will declare my name to you. And he says to Moses, That I am the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. There's more there, but that's what we want to see. That God, God does get angry. (laughs) And some people, that's all they know about God. And God's a lot more than just an angry judging God. God does get angry, but the Bible says that he is Slow to anger. And that's something that we need to understand as men. As I said, culturally speaking, anger, we've been indoctrinated, we've been, we've been brought up in a way to view anger, maybe not as a good thing, but as something more masculine than other emotions. So we more naturally go there. We feel stronger in anger than we feel in sadness, than we feel you know, in, in in some other forms of emotions. But we need to recognize there is a time and a place for anger. Even God gets angry. But of course, God gets angry for righteous reasons. And God is slow to anger. And I think that's one of the big differences or one of the ways we can recognize, is this really righteous anger? Which, if we're probably honest Um, most of our anger probably doesn't rise up from a sense of righteousness, unless it's our own self-righteousness. But the whole idea that our anger, when we're quick to anger, this isn't a godly trait. This isn't something from the Spirit of God. This is not you rising up in that, call it prophetic spirit, and, and doing the Lord's will because you feel angry. No, usually, when we're quick to anger, we know we're getting out of the spirit of God. God does get angry, but he's patient. He's He gives people time to repent. He is hoping that people will correct themselves through you know, other means that they will rectify situations. God is slow to anger. We, however, when we see perceived injustices, whether they're against us or in society as a whole, or as I said, just uncertainty, right? There's changes and we respond negatively to change because we're losing grip on how is this supposed to work? We don't like this. We just respond quickly out of anger. And you know, I think, for example, of where the Apostle Paul is writing to his disciple Titus. And in Titus, now, he's speaking particularly about qualities of elders there, but he says that this is one of the qualities that an overseer, that an elder, that somebody who's going to take a position of leadership, which Pastor Brent shared with us, that really as men, we're called to take on leadership. So, you know, you might say, I'm not a leader in church, but you are a leader in some realm in life. So it says, as God's steward, you must be ab- above reproach. You must not be arrogant or quick tempered, or a drunkard, or violent, or greedy for gain. And that's Titus chapter 1, verse 7. Quick tempered. You know, that word is tied into many of the different words that the Bible uses to refer to anger, to wrath, to just that irritability that is on the inside of us. Let's look at a bunch of different verses here and what the Bible has to say about anger and and how it manifests in our lives and how we're supposed to deal with it. In Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, it says, let all bitterness and wrath, that's one of the words for anger, and anger, another word for anger, and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So in other words, the Apostle Paul is exhorting the church here, and he's saying these are things that want to get on you. Anger, malice, bitterness, and and there's a good starting point. That is Paul's starting point in this passage. Bitterness, when we get something that leaves a nasty taste in our mouth, whether it's what people do to us, say to us, don't do or say to us that we wish they would, then what? Our sense of injustice begins to rise and we start to lash out. It starts to get on us. But Paul says, take that off. Cast it off. Get it off of you. And he says a similar exhortation in Colossians chapter 3, verse 8, he says, But now you must put away them all, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. I don't know about you, but when my temperature rises and I'm in a situation that I'm starting to get upset about, things start to want to come out of my mouth that under normal circumstances would never otherwise come out of my mouth. Yes, even preachers are tempted to use some of those parts of our vocabulary. And so what's the whole point here? When we get angry, we begin to lose control And here's the difference again. God is slow to anger. God gets angry for righteous reasons. God has given people a multitude of time and opportunity to be able to rectify the situation before he steps in in anger. And God is still very much in control when he meets out justice, right? When he's measuring out justice. If you lose control when you get angry, this is not a righteous sort of a thing. Look at what Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. He says, "I desire then that in every place that men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling." It's interesting that he would would say, as we come praying, as we come worshiping, as we come praising our Lord and lifting our hands, the one key thing that we need to make sure we're free from is anger. And of course, it's associated with quarreling and all of the rest. Here's a great verse that helps to contrast God's anger and what our anger usually looks like and the results of that anger. James chapter 1 verses 19 and 20 say this, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And isn't that what our anger or or how the enemy tries to get us to use our anger? We are trying to right wrongs. We are trying to bring order to what we view as chaos. We are trying to assert our own strength to a situation so that it gets back in order. But God says that you will never produce righteous results Through human anger. I mean, anger comes into the list where Paul's speaking about these are the works of the flesh, is right in there with all the other crazy things that we're told not to partake in. So, in other words, when God gets angry, God is in control, it's for righteous reasons, and it produces righteous results. How about this? Jesus speaking in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Let's face it, we get into losing control of our mouth, and that includes insults when we get angry. And it says, Whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Jesus said that, not me, okay? These are serious things that we need to think about, deal with. Amen? And I love this, and maybe this is a good place to wrap up today. And it could seem almost like a contradictory verse at first. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says, Be angry. And do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And like I said, it almost seems like a contradiction to saying be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So am I supposed to be angry or am I not? Because as a guy, when things are getting out of control and there's an option to be angry, if you're telling me that I can be angry and not sin, that might just be a tempting option. What I think is being said here, and uh, I was looking into this a little bit. There are actually two separate words used in this passage to refer to anger. The first one, be angry and do not sin. That is kind of a typical word for anger, so, you know, there is a time and a place to be angry, but he's checking that statement. He's saying, but not a sort of anger that leads to sinful results. And what are, what that is the sort of anger that, that is taking things too far? What is the sort of anger that we're not supposed to allow the sun to go down on? And as we often apply this verse, you know, don't go to bed angry, whether it's a situation you've had with your spouse, with your children, with your your co-workers, you're supposed to deal with it that day so it doesn't get printed on your mind. It doesn't become the filter through which you view those people and those situations that you can wake up refreshed and with a clean slate the next day. What is the sort of anger that we are not supposed to allow the sun to go down on? It's interesting, this word here, It basically means provocation. So, you know, whether we like it or not, we are going to get angry in certain situations. Certain things are going to get us upset. Certain things, you know, we don't always have a good grasp on our own emotions. We just respond in that anger. So what is the point here? Okay, you're angry. Don't allow that anger to influence your life and your circumstances. Don't let the sun go down on your provocation. Now, that's a weird way to say it, and that's why they don't translate it that way. But think about it this way. When you're upset, that's natural to a certain extent, yes, pray, seek the Lord. I mean, one of these days recently, I, I went home and I was reacting in ways that, you know, weren't great. And my wife brought my attention to that. And how many of you know, that's not always the best way to calm a guy down is to be like, you know, What's wrong with you? (laughs) Because we just want to get more angry then. But I separated myself for for a little bit. I went out and shoveled some snow because, you know, hey, let's go use this energy to do something productive. And I came back after a little while and I don't know what it was, but I just told my wife, it's like, I don't know why I'm angry right now, but I am and I wanna fight. (laughs) I just wanna fight with somebody, something. It's not about you, it's not about the kids, it's not about anything in particular, it's just I am responding in anger right now and I don't want to remain in that. And we need to recognize that, that it's not necessarily the people around us. In other words, we're not supposed to use that anger that rises up on the inside of us to go and stir up more situations, right? We're not supposed to allow that anger to take control of us, to make us quick-tempered and just reacting to things. That's provocation. That is how the enemy wants to use our anger, but our anger should signal to us that something on the inside of us is calling out for help right now. And maybe you need your spouse's help to, to work through that. Maybe you need a good friend's help to work through that. And ultimately, we definitely need the Lord's help to work through that. And you know, my wife did help me and... Not only that, later that evening, we spent some time worshiping as a family and just began to seek the face of the Lord. And you know what? When you truly enter his presence through praise and worship, and you get rid of the anger and you begin to raise those holy hands again, the joy comes. And sometimes the Lord will begin to show you, that this was more than just that situation this is why you are angry now let's let's talk about that let's deal with that amen so there's so many things we could look at here but hopefully through these few words i've been able to teach you something To help you to recognize that you're not the only one who responds this way, even preachers do. (laughs) This is who we are as men. This is how we take control, but let's not let the flesh have the upper hand. Let's recognize these things, and most importantly, let's reflect who God is. God is a God that is willing to go to battle, that does get angry over things, but he's slow to anger, and he gets angry for the right reasons. So Father, I just pray for everyone who's watching this, that we would not allow the enemy to have a foothold in our lives, to take the upper hand when our emotions rise and our our anger wants to take control. No, Lord, let us not allow the day to end without dealing with this. Let us not allow our anger to stir up even more contention and quarreling and provocation and trouble, but let us... Allow our anger to drive us to you, to your presence, so that we can find joy and peace and strength in the name of Jesus. God bless you, and I encourage you to to share these just for men, or sorry, for men only segments, and get friends and family members who could be blessed by this signed up, and we'll continue to grow this ministry for men. Amen? God bless.